Yo, what's up, world? This is the Global Connect Podcast with your host, Byron Burnett, live from Helsinki, Finland. Um, today, I'll be, uh, this is my first episode. You guys got to bear with me, my first episode. So, uh, I got one of my good friends. Uh, I'm going to interview my guy, Jermaine Watson, today. Um, you know, this guy's been around the world like me, and so we're, we're bringing global issues, global trade, business, sports, entertainment, the whole nine. So um, right now, what I'm going to do is uh, shift over, fade the music out, man, and we're going to get into this podcast. And, um, you know, I hope you guys enjoy. So uh, here we go. Uh, Yeah, man. So I got my guy Jermaine in here, man. So, uh, you know, um, I I met this guy a couple years ago, man. When I say a couple, it's 10 years ago, man. One of my good, 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 good friends, man. We've been around the world, various places. So uh, I'm just going to let him get into it with it, you know, and, and just talk about his story. So, man, you know, uh, Jermaine, you know, just introduce yourself and let these people know who you are, man. What's going on? Uh, like Byron said, I'm Jermaine Watson. Uh, me and B met about, I'd say, yeah, about 10, maybe 10, 10 years or some change ago, uh, you know, just, you know, playing ball. You know, uh, not even on a team at that point together. We were just playing ball and, you know, in Miami, the Miami area. And um, then we ended up linking up, you know, in Canada. Uh, you know, I was out there. I was out there playing in Canada. And the team had a need for a big man. And the coach asked me, did I know any? And I was thinking, as a matter of fact, I do. So I hit up my man B. Yeah, it's probably yeah. like a week later. It might not even have been a full week. Yeah, yeah. And he, we were out in uh, Quebec, Quebec City, uh, yeah. uh, Canada, uh, uh, freezing our, our our tails off together. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that. Man. I remember um, it was like eighty eight degrees in Miami, man. It's like I got, you called me and I was like, huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, hey, man, you want to come to Canada? And I was like, man, Canada. And then you was like, man, look, man, the coach will fly you up here right now, man. They need you right here, man. I just never forget. Um, I flew out to Fort Lauderdale Airport, man. It was like 88 degrees. And when I, <laughs> and when I landed in um, Canada, man, it was like below 12. And I was like, man, what the hell? <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just like, you know, but it was fun, man. I tell people to this day, man, that was like one of the, my, my funnest experiences. And, um, you know, what I, what I want to talk to you today about is just like, could you describe like, you know, your early career, I guess you mm-hmm. could say even from, you know, where you from and yep. where you go to college yet, and then we'll get into some other stuff, but just give them a little intro about, okay. about you. So, uh, I'll take it back to, uh, to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up in Boston, Massachusetts okay. and uh, I was in a, I was going, I was one of the top basketball players in the area for my age. Okay. And um, I ended up, I started playing AAU with a very well-known AAU team called BABC. And it's a Nike, it's a Nike sponsored team. It's the top team. I grew up watching them and always wanting to be a part of that team because all the guys I looked up to, Shannon Crooks, a mutual, Crooks was good. mutual Crooks. guy that we know. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and guys like that, I grew up watching them. And um, I just always wanted to, you know, play for that team. And I ended up playing for that team. Um... Long story short, my senior year, I uh, I ended up uh, getting uh, Gatorade Massachusetts Player of the Year, USA Today Massachusetts Player of the Year. Okay. I played in the Capital Classic All American game, All and right. um, and I uh, and I was offered a full scholarship to Boston College, and uh, okay. that's where I attended. I went four years at uh, at Boston College. Played with a couple league guys. Yeah, played with a play play play. Had with a good team. Yeah, man. yeah, we had a pretty good team, I man. Mean, I was nineteen and one one year. Uh, uh, twenty and oh. We started, oh, yeah, we started out twenty and oh my Big senior East. year. Big East, Big East. We weren't playing no scrubs. No, no, no. We weren't playing any scrubs, man. You could. You know, we were playing Georgetown. No, yeah, I don't play against. Talk them. to, talk to. Play, tell us, you know, I. I don't got to brag. Sometimes it's all good to brag. Don't play against the likes of of Melo, that being Carmelo Anthony. Uh, 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 a Mecca I, I actually I know a Mecca I've known him since high school Okay um, You know actually I mean to break you uh-huh. uh, uh, A couple years back man um, We was in uh, Cali and, and me and one of my other good friends Sheldon You know Sheldon yep. Uh, yep. A Mecca wanted somebody To work out with him At UCLA Okay And so we went in there And I guess he thought We was going to be some scrubs Yeah yeah So we was playing one on one And after Mecca was like Man you guys are kind of yeah. decent like, Yeah 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 you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah Y'all kind of straight Mecca's a cool dude okay, man okay. A real scholar Like he was like the scholar athlete of the year at UConn and everything. He's okay. just he's a he's a he's a pretty solid guy. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I played him, Ben Gordon. Uh, I mean, just you know, just tons yeah. of guys that I, I I can't even think of right now because at uh, at at Boston College, then in, in, in like two thousand and five. You know the Big East was was the real deal, and yes, so sir, like yes, all sir. the all those teams like that are in the ACC now. Like Boston College is in the ACC, but they were all in the Big East back then. So, okay, okay. so UM University of Miami, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse, oh, Villanova, Georgetown, uh, West Virginia. It was just you know on a night to night basis, you had to come to pl- come and play. And my my uh, my senior year. Uh, we were we were pretty tough. At one point, we were number three in the country, mm-hmm. and I had uh, a guy named Craig Smith was out there. He was an All American. He oh, ended man, up man. getting getting drafted. He played for the Clippers for like three or four seasons. Played big for the Timberwolves. Yep, big strong guy. Nice moves around. Yep, around. yep. That's him. That's Craig. And then um, of course, everybody knows Jared Dudley. Yes, Jared's a real solid guy. He plays uh, for the uh, who's playing for the Wizards last year. Yeah, who's he with now? But historically, he played with Phoenix Clippers in, in the Clippers. Yeah, historically, but he played with the Wizards. I think he's back with Phoenix. He, I, think. I think he's yeah, but you know he's a he's a journeyman, but he's a he's a he, knockdown three. He's a he's a knockdown three point shooter. He's a vet guy now. He's a vet guy. He's yeah. a re, he's a really really good guy, man. He's a he's a clown. He likes to joke and laugh, but he's mm-hmm. like he's a really solid dude. Okay. And um, yeah, so you know, college experience was nice. Played okay. three out of my four years there. We went to the you know went to the big dance. Okay. I've met Jay Billis. I've met uh, Dick Vitale. I've had conversations with these men and okay. you know my my coach my coach actually played at UMass back in the day with Dr. J. My coach okay. Al Skinner at the time. Um, you know he played in the ABA back in the day when the ABA was rival uh, rival to the NBA. He played in the NBA as well, mm-hmm. and he played overseas. So mm-hmm. he had a wealth of knowledge and. So, you know, okay. after that, I got into, you know, the overseas thing. Okay, okay. So, my question to you is, um, what was your expectations coming out? What, did you think you were going to be overseas? Did you have an NBA um, aspiration? What I mean, made you take the step from uh-huh. saying, hey, I, I played at this big school. I uh-huh. played at BC. Mm-hmm. I played, you know, high division one level. Was yeah. it? What was the expectation? Was it league or was it overseas? Well, um, you know... I was an intricate part of the team. Like my senior year, I averaged like I think it was nine point six, basically ten points a game on a top a top team. Um, I always, of course, any any anybody who really chases basketball to say that they don't didn't want to play in the NBA, I, I I wouldn't say that it's being truthful, or I would say that they set their bar too low. You know what I mean? Like you always shoot, you always shoot for the, you know what I mean? The highest. Of course, of course. So of, of of your particular. Of course. So you know, come going in, I wanted to. Uh, playing the NBA, of course, but then you know, like after my senior year, I averaged ten points on a on a really good team. Um, you know, it was going to be a long shot to make it into the NBA, even mm-hmm. though I did get invited two times to work out with the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. after my senior year ended. That's good. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked out with the Celtics. I worked out with the Celtics twice, and I was hoping that they would take me on their summer league team. When they didn't, that's when my agent started looking for jobs for me. You know okay. what I mean? At, the, okay. at that at that point, start looking for jobs for me overseas, okay. and that's when I my first trip to the Middle East to uh, okay. to Lebanon. So how was that? Was it a culture shock? Was it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. How long was you there? Can you describe to us? I was describe in- to us. I mean, you know, because you know we're in Finland right now, and, and and this is, you know, of course, ten or twelve years later, you're a veteran yeah. right now. But you know, when you were first coming out yeah. of of college, you know, mm-hmm. you coming from America, you are coming from BC, yep. you coming from a college campus. Yep, yep. You know, it's food. You know yep, your schedule. Yep. So when you hit a country uh-huh. like Lebanon, because this is yep. what I was trying to tell people early, I was saying, hey man, when you're coming overseas, you know, there's a whole different um, yes. aspect of Absolutely. if you come to Europe from the states, you know the culture is similar, it's yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Describe oh, the Middle East, man. Okay. Describe Lebanon. Okay. It's right, if you don't, yeah, if people don't know where Lebanon is. It's right between now. It's, it's a war going on in Syria. So yeah, Syria yeah. is right there. Uh-huh. Israel is right there. Yeah, it's a very yeah. volatile. Yeah, area. yeah. So when I um when I I remember when I first of all I was nervous as could be because this is not too too long after nine eleven. I mean, you know the propaganda that's on the news. So you think the entire Middle East is just a hotbed and anything could happen and you might get kidnapped. And there are definitely places over there where that can happen. Mm-hmm. But there are places like that, you know, all over the world, really. Mm-hmm. But um, so I get there, and I remember when I'm in the airport, and um, this is gonna sound, this might sound messed up to some people, but you have to realize I had I had been to the U.S. Virgin Islands and things like that, but I hadn't I hadn't really been, you know, uh, over overseas overseas. You know what I mean? So when I when I got there, I saw the Arabic writing in the airport. 
I saw some women in burqas and, and hijabs and all types of things like that. Mm-hmm. And the stereotypes, the, the, the preconceived notions that I had in my head, I was thinking, oh, man, what have I gotten it's myself into? Like, I was like, what have, trip, I, what have I gotten got myself, myself into? In. Like, okay. I'm thinking someone's going to come and kidnap me as soon as I get to the curb. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking you know what I mean? I'm thinking someone's coming to get me. I was paranoid probably for the first week. Okay. But, um... The my teammates were really cool, and it's just like I. It's just like any. You have your Christians and you have your people who are heavily, heavily, heavily into the church. Well, I didn't realize this. I thought all Muslims were heavily, heavily, you know, going to the mosque and and then walked around with their Quran and and you know, like no, there are normal Muslims who believe in Allah, who are who are whatever. But you know, I like to kick it. They like to hang out. Especially in Lebanon, it's a little yeah, more yeah, yeah, open. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll, it's not they'll, so yeah. There's no Sharia. There's no Sharia law, but yeah, yeah. some of them, some of them, not all of them will eat pork and drink alcohol. Of course, of course. And man. come and pick you up and take you to the club and oh, go yeah, get yeah. drinks and all that. And oh, like, they, I mean, they were just really, they were really cool. All sorts of extracurricular. All activities. sorts of extracurricular okay, okay, activities. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but they were really cool. Um, I had a, I had a me and my teammate had a it was one of the uh, this guy named Marcus Lewis I believe his last name was he's a big man okay. I think he went to UAB actually okay um, I think but, I I think I kind of know him. yeah I've seen his name yeah 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 before. yeah so he he was my teammate we had a car to share okay. and um, it was cool I, we never drove the car though because they drive so crazy over there compared to what we were used to okay I was afraid to drive the car because. Mm-hmm. They don't stop at stop lights, stop yeah. signs. They go the wrong like way Angola. down. Yeah, yeah, they go the wrong way down one way streets, and mm-hmm. and like they don't even consider stopping. They don't stop at red lights, so a stop sign is like a laughing matter to them. Or they're like, why would you stop at that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it was like you know, it was a culture shock because you go from college to someone making sure you're kind of okay and mm-hmm. everything is whatever to being on your own. Work like like over there, different like, language, different, completely different language. Different you don't food, different foods. You totally different culture. Totally different culture. You don't know where you're going from one time to the next, and you got to find your way around. And it's just you know, it's, it's just like you're back against the wall. Almost. It's just yeah, like it's big boy time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go from you know you think you're growing and you're at college, you take it. No, this is real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're, you're hopping flights, you're traveling across the world, you're getting your own apartment. You you got to find where you're gonna eat. You got to navigate. <laughs> you gotta, you know, it's yeah. it's grown it's grown up time at that point. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, and, and that's the same experience. You know, we're not talking about me, but I, I you know, I experienced those same things. Mm-hmm. My, my first country was Romania, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I just never forget. You know, I got off the airplane, and when I got into the airport, I just felt this feeling come over me, like whoa, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt crazy. Yeah. And when I got, I will never forget when I was in Romania. Soon as I got out the airport in the car and I made the left turn out the airport, there was just something just felt like, yep. man, where in the hell am like I? Like I'm halfway around the like world I right now. I just knew I was somewhere different. And then, you know, immediately the people was going faster. Yep. The cars, you know, people, yeah. you know, they yeah, yep. going right behind somebody. Then they just uh, pulls up. They take our luggage out. They take us upstairs. And then they just disappear. Like disappear. Somebody's yeah. going to come in here in two yeah. hours and come get you guys. And we just like in another foreign yeah. country. Yeah. People looking at around. us like we're crazy. And you just rush us up in this. And it's yeah. a club. Because yeah. Yeah. they're used to bringing people in and out. But this is our first time first being time. out the country. They're, they're, yeah, they're, Man, you got to like they, be a little I mean? bit, you know. Like, like, like now at this point, I can do that no problem. Oh, because yeah. I know protocol. I know, I know what I need. Of That's course. the other thing. Like at that point in time, you might not have even packed everything that you necessarily need because you don't even know what you're gonna need. Your different um, power is that plugins. Oh, you don't yeah. even yeah, to like cut you, your hair. To cut or, your hair, you can't even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you need a SIM card. Yeah, you need it. Like phone yeah, is yeah. unlocked. And then back and all and back then, all phones just weren't unlocked like no, that. No, like no, you no. would have to go there and get like a little small tiny cell phone just so you had a number that you could be reached at because you're gonna remember this is uh two thousand five. This, this is pre iPhone. Of course, you know what I mean. This is iPhones came out two thousand seven, eight. seven, eight, something like I remember that. Remember, I had the no, I think I had the second or third generation. Hey, let me iPhone tell you a funny in, thing. You uh, probably Mexico. You probably don't even remember this. I remember it clearly. The first time I ever heard about the iPhone before it came out was you. You had been because you were always on your tech stuff and everything. Yeah, I remember we were in Canada. 
And you were like, yo, Jay, this, listen, they come. I, I almost didn't believe you. You were like, listen, they're coming out with this phone. It's just going to be the screen and you can touch it. Oh. And I was like, I was like, what? Man, get the fuck. Yeah, I was like, get out of here. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me about it. And sure okay. enough, you were like, listen, they're like, you were like, listen, yeah. Apple, you know, with the iPods, they're coming out with this phone where it's just nothing. nothing. There's no buttons, nothing. nothing. You just yeah, touch the screen. Yeah, yeah. And in my mind, I couldn't. I'm like, man, I don't you couldn't fathom. No, I had a, I had a Blackberry. I was like, I'm going to just go ahead and keep this BlackBerry right here because I got BBM. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. I'm, th- I'm oh, yeah. thinking I'm doing something with some BBM. Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember that, though. So uh, what other experiences can you – can you? Uh, so after Lebanon, what, what was what was next Lebanon, for, for Jermaine? See, after Lebanon, because I was only there a short period. That was another thing I didn't realize about this, you know what I mean, okay. this, this thing. I went there. I was there, I don't know, a month and a half maybe. So I go there, and I'm playing pretty well. You know, statistically, but we had a young team and we were losing games. So I didn't realize with this overseas basketball that they don't they can't really change the local players because any local player that, you know, can really play, they're already signed to teams and and a lot of them have guaranteed contracts or whatever it is. The only thing they can do to kind of try and change a program around is to switch out their foreigners if you don't have a guaranteed contract. And even some clubs, even if you do, they'll just pay off your contract and bring someone else in. Exactly. So they ended up getting rid of me and the big man, even wow. though I was probably averaging, uh, I don't know, it was years ago, but no less than 19 to 20 points a game and probably... Yeah, because you was fresh out of college. Fresh out of college. You young... Yeah, my young, young legs, legs and everything. <laughs> and I'm doing, you know what I mean? But then when, like, when they got rid of him, mm-hmm. I was surprised because he was playing decent. And then when they were getting rid of me, I was just confused. I mm-hmm. was like, I, I don't understand. And that was my introduction to yes, overseas. Yeah. Overseas that like, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. not even about just your 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 number output. Their bottom line is winning basketball games. So that's what you have to make happen. Okay, so um, you know, for a young, you know, expiring basketball player who's in college or some of these guys who want to, you know, because I explain to people all the time, man, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy, Mm-mm. you know, sport or this is not an easy uh, thing to do. So can you just get into just just that, the ups and downs and well, about, you know. First of all, if you're going to be, you know, traveling abroad to play, um, you have to know that when you first get somewhere, um, you're going to feel a little bit homesick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't think you're going to be crying yourself to sleep the way you shouldn't be. If, you know. But you're going to feel a, a loneliness. A loneliness. Yeah. You feel a loneliness at first that you end up getting used to and you learn how to adapt. And, and it goes away because, you know, you might get close with a teammate. You may make some friends there. You may have a little success on the court. And yeah, a little success. Things and start opening start, up for Things you. start opening up. You start feeling good. But initially, you're going to feel a little bit homesick. Yes. Culture shock. Yes. Um, you know, it, 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 like they think a lot of times overseas, they think differently than people. Think. It's a cultural thing. So yes. your teammates, they might think about the game a little bit differently Coaches. than you do. Coaches. You have to deal with jealousy. Yes. Because people don't understand. All these coaches... They're looking at American basketball players as you should be able to do the same thing that Michael Jordan, Jordan or Kobe Bryant Kobe is Bryant doing. You know what I mean? Like Jordan. they're not thinking that you're like some, you know, B C list basketball player. They think they're getting an A list. Man, this guy might have made it to the NBA type of guy. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know. So you gotta come over there prepared. You gotta come over like, there. What, talk about the preparedness and you what to expect. Come over in shape. Come yeah. o- come over in shape, especially if you're a guard. Come over in shape or very close to game shape. Yes. Because the coaches don't want you to be two weeks, three weeks away from being being in shape. In, in shape. They want you to be maybe you know, a lot sometimes the coaches don't understand they want you to be maybe a week of good practice away from being in game shape. You know what I mean? So come over in shape and come over there with an open mind and come over there one the other thing is you have to make an effort to uh, befriend your teammates. It's important for the cohesiveness of the team and also for you keeping your job. Yes. Or being brought or, be, or, or, or being brought back to the same team. You, you know what to. I mean? And then, you know, it's a strategy. And what I used to tell guys, I said, look, man, and I had two guys in uh, Spain when I was playing in Spain in 2009. I said, look, man, they were like in the locker room and sometimes they would just say, crazy stuff to the Spanish kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was already over there a year before and I yeah. used to be like, man, 
You can't do that. You can't do it. I said, look, man, don't worry about that. You know, my, my, you are expendable. You're not yeah. Spanish. These yeah. guys are going to be, be here. here. They live here. They're never they, going to they, replace they them. They may have even came, depending on your team, came up in that club oh, program. They yeah. came up in that club. You the, can't, alien, you the can't coach, say nothing crazy the about coach them. Or, or the GM has known them since they were five, six, seven, eight. 10 years old. They've mm-hmm. known them. They yeah. they know these kids' parents. They Even if they're 25, they've known them since they were, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. even even if sometimes your, your teammate, not, you got to you gotta make sure that you're getting your respect as well, but sometimes you, you know what I mean? Like, you got to let certain things just roll off your back. You got to know that sometimes, you know, even if someone's speaking badly behind your back, a lot of times you have to understand where it comes from. It comes from a jealousy. Yes. Somebody might have been with this club since they were 10 years old, yeah. and they thought they were going to be the starting point guard. Now you come in, and they go from having, you know, dreams of playing 25 minutes a game to playing 8 minutes a game or 10 minutes a game, and you come over here to where they're from, and you're playing 30 minutes a game. You're getting the interviews. You know what I mean? But you're, but you're a higher investment because the team is invested. They're not yeah. paying you ten and fifteen thousand, five and fifteen and fifteen thousand dollars to come over to not to not play to not, to not play. You know, exactly. I mean, and, and if and if the guy that's complaining about you, if he was good enough, they wouldn't even bring you in the first place. They wouldn't bring you in so the first there's place. a void they, to they, fill they would bring most someone, time. They would bring someone in at a different position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, All right. Because they usually get two and three Americans, so okay. they would bring. So if they didn't need a point guard, mm-hmm. they wouldn't bring a point guard. They'd bring a shooting guard, or they'd bring a five man. So exactly. if they bring a a small four and a point guard. Well, that means that their power forward and their center are good to go, okay. and their shooting guard is good to go. So okay. that's what they need. They need a small forward right. and point guard. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, um, we, we got into what you need, you know, what to do, and, and, and good. You, you gave some good advice on, on that. So now I want to talk about, you know, some of the different markets that you've played in. Um, you, just, you just mentioned the Middle Eastern market. Yep. You done played in the European market. Can you tell us, you know, the different markets and your, your yeah. favorite Places that to play market wise, uh-huh. meaning that even in South America, okay. Central America, Europe, yeah. or, or, or um, I play. I, I also I played. I played in the Middle East. I played mm-hmm. twice there, uh, okay. in, in, in Kuwait and in Lebanon. Okay, um, I played over over here in Europe, but I played predominantly um, over in Latin America. Okay, meaning I played that's a whole another beast. A whole another <laughs> beast, man. Like I I played. Probably, I played in three of the, 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 Mexico has three leagues, well, actually, they have like five or six leagues, but I've played in their, their top league, I've played in their summer league, I've played in the, the state league, the, uh, in this place called Chihuahua, it's kind of equivalent to Indiana as far as basketball goes, they have a real basketball culture there. Okay, okay, they love basketball. Yeah, they love, they love basketball, so okay. I played in Mexico about seven different times, I played in Colombia, I think it was five different times, I played in Venezuela twice, okay. I played in Uruguay twice, and I played in Argentina once. Okay. And um, so, like, moving all through Latin America... Uh, you know, it's a different style of basketball than it is in Europe. They're more up and down the court, and uh, you know, it's a faster paced game. And they, you know, they like they like the dunking and they like the scoring. Scoring. <laughs> they like high scoring games. Okay. And and, uh, and 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 a byproduct of uh, me playing, spending as much time in Latin America is I actually became fluent in Spanish. That's great. So you I picked that up. Yeah, so. I pick, I pick, I picked it up, man. I had All to. Right, you know what okay. I mean? When you're spending. That much time, time in yeah. a place like you have to, you know, you have to adapt. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. So, yeah. so what are some of the cultural experiences that you had in Latin America? What can you tell people about, general? Okay, about you know, because um, people have a lot of you know, I mean, yeah, have a lot, people have this generalization about Mexico, mm-hmm. and generalization about Latin America. People, <laughs> can you just get into some of the yeah, differences um, between Mexico and and, well, and, the, and the South I American mean, countries? the a lot of those countries that which I've experienced is they. There, there are sides to a lot of those places that are very, very ugly, and then there are sides to those places that are extremely beautiful, and then you get everything in between. Yes. Meaning, you have, you know, you have some poverty, you have some really dangerous places, yes. you have some unsavory people that you might not want to associate with, but then you'll meet some really solid people that you can build relationships that you with can build relationships after with after. Like I, I'm still, I'm still in touch. With some of my friends from Mexico, I yes. literally w- was writing them on WhatsApp like a week ago. I have yeah. I have a really good friend that plays up in Tunjang in Colombia. Yeah. My uh, my buddy uh, Mateo Solarte. Okay. And um, he like like just genuine people that enjoy 
friendships and family. Oh, you didn't mention Columbia. Oh, I didn't say Columbia. No, you didn't oh, say Columbia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's where I can come in at to it. I didn't mean to cut you off or get back, but you know we've played in Canada together, mm-hmm. and I believe we've been to uh, Mexico. Yep. You know, kind of at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've played in. Colombia, not at the same time, but it's been uh, all the same places. Been but all been the all the same places. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been to Uruguay. I've played in Venezuela, but didn't play at the same time as you. But uh-huh. we just been, continue. But um, it's like uh, with uh, they're really a, 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 a family and friendship oriented people, and mm-hmm. and many and and I, and I say they. I don't mean just one specific place. It's like that in Colombia. It's like that in Venezuela. It's like that in Mexico. It's definitely like that in Uruguay and Argentina. Now the style of how they do it, how they come together, is a little bit different. But the essence, yep. the essence of it. It's all the, it's, it's all the same. So they don't need a lot to have a good time. So they might have a carne asada. So it's like you know, all all they'll go, they'll buy up some 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 beef at the grocery store, mm-hmm. buy a few cases of beer, yes. maybe a bottle of tequila or yeah. whiskey or something, a and couple of bottles of that. Mexico, that's yeah. in Mexico. Because I, I was in Venezuela and on Fridays they barbecue. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's in that's in Mexico. Chorizo, yeah, yeah, chorizo. <laughs> and like that's there, but it's also I mean that's rum, everywhere. but they love rum. The yeah. caseque, the cacique yeah, yeah. in in Venezuela. Yeah, rum. they like you know what I mean. So then they, I really love the Venezuelan culture. Yeah, Mexico me too, too, me too, me too, me too. I love I love Latin American. You know, shout out to all my Latinos, but. uh it's like, you know, they don't need a lot. So they just say, you know, someone has a house or whatever, and they need to invite a bunch of people over. They start playing whatever music that they're listening to over there, a mm-hmm. common music that they like on a lot of places, salsa. You know what I mean? Merengue. Merengue. Okay. And, and, and you know, and another thing I was researching, and, and it's crazy that Latin America usually has the highest happiness indicator. Of course. Of course. I, 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 I've heard that before, too. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Because they're, because. And, they, it's like, and like you said, some of the situations ain't super. Yeah, yeah, but they, because they're, they're family. They're happy and that and that's why that's why it, I promise you anyone who spent time in Latin America is gonna laugh when they hear this. You feel like every other week or every week is some type of holiday. You're like, yeah. it's another holiday. Like we just say it was just like like when I mean a holiday, it's like no work. Mm-hmm. Certain stores and businesses are closed because they take that time, that family time. And something's going on, so you're either going down to the river, if you if you're near the coast, you're going to the ocean, mm-hmm. or you're having a, a a cookout of some sort. You know what I mean? At someone's house, and you just really, and they go all they go all into the night, even in our yeah, like, like like in like yes, in like yes. in like in Iraq. I, mean, I, I can remember, and uh, I mean to cut you off yeah, again, yeah, uh, but I was in Venezuela, and I can remember. Bro, I had so many barbecues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like every weekend, man. Every we were weekend. just chicken, yuca. We was yeah, barbecuing yeah, yeah, yeah. fish. Yeah, I yeah, ate corona. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we was yeah. drinking beers. They yeah. didn't get cases of beers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got rum, and it's just like a fest. They'll open your, their homes to you. Yes, like, man. it's like if you need somewhere. They make you really feel at home. If you, if you need a place to stay, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. It's like even when I was down in uh, Uruguay, uh, that's when I first started kind of liking whiskey a little bit because they'd have these things. Like they, first of all, in Uruguay, Argentina, the steak is delicious. I heard it got, but because uh, Argentina is one of the uh, highest exporters of beef. Of beef. So and they're, they're also like, Brazil too. That's all. That's all. That's all they they eat there, and it's just like man, they cook it so good on these these wood burning uh, uh, brick grills. Grills. They 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 cook yeah. it over wood fire. And it's just like you're eating a I big piece delicious. of meat, and then they got a big bottle of whiskey, and oh, then man. they salt it up good. And the weather just, is perfect. The weather is The good. music is playing. The music's playing. It's just, just perfect. Just enjoying life, I man. Hear I hear you. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, out of these Latin American countries, um, uh, what which, which country did you play the best, or you feel like that, you know, okay. you, you, know, you um, feel like you... Because I know you, you yeah. said you played there the most, so there has to be some highlight there. What was... Oh, I would Where say the best country did you play the best basketball? Did you feel like, man, I, this is me? Um, I've definitely had a few seasons in Colombia where I really just was was dominating. Yeah. And on my game. Okay. And had my legs under me, jumping really well, okay. and, and, and playing well. So you felt well. in the zone. I felt in the zone, but when was I it was, the comfort of? Um, I it was just a good. Uh, I was just at a, at a good stage and a good point. And um, I was just I was just playing well, you so know what I mean. You, everything was hitting the mental, physical. Yeah. But I would say the highlight would definitely be winning a championship in Mexico with Jalapa. And we won the championship, man. Like there's nothing like winning a championship. Like being, yeah, you know I mean, 
and it went all the way to Game Seven. You know, what I mean, we had a, a a really good team. We had a guy who plays in the NBA, played in the NBA a couple seasons. A guy named Gustavo Ayon. Now he's playing for a Euro Euro yeah. League team. Yeah, I yeah, played against them. Yeah, yeah. Played we we had yeah. big Gustavo and stuff. Oh, but the wow. team, yeah, yeah, the team we were, we were playing against was Mexicali. Okay. And uh, they had yeah, like they, they, they had Horacio Yamas, the first okay. Mexican. I think the seven footer. Yep, seven footer. Kind of dirty. Kind of dirty player. Super dirty. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember yeah. um, when I was in Colima, man, um, we played them. We played the Mexican national team, mm -hmm. and they came down, and, and a guy was coming off these screens, bro. Mm -hmm. He was just putting his oh, yeah, 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 arm yeah, out like yeah, this, yeah, bro. Yeah. I was like. That's Yamas. Yamas, and he's huge. And he's huge. And, uh, huge. I remember him. They said, hey, man, watch this dude, because he's going to hit you in the yep, back. Yep. So we played Mexicali, and we beat Mexicali. Uh -huh. We was the first team that beat Mexicali in two years. And yep. I can remember when I first went out there, I tried to make a couple post moves on him. He hit me. In the back one time with his shoulders, like just, mm. and I came back and hit him again. But they were just like, man, you know, you need to chill out. And I think they they had a, a crazy team. But I just, you know, I got yeah. into it with my coach because we had brother uh, Uruguayan coach in, and he, uh -huh. you know, he kind of cursed me out when we first went out there. And I was like, you know, f you. He was like, f you. And I went out there and had these seven or eight monster dunks, and we ended up winning the game. It was yeah. like Colima. How could you off all the teams? teams. It could have been. Pioneros, it could have yeah, been, yeah. you know, all these other teams yeah, out there, but yeah. it was Colima uh -huh. that beat them. It was it was kind of crazy. Yeah, but, but go ahead. But it, it but it was like uh, the feeling of the Jalapa. The, 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 the yeah, yeah, winning the championship, playing against the, that team with Horatio Yamas. They had a guy named Greg Lewis who has had a real big overseas career, and something was named Dewan Wheat or something like that. He had a guy who had played with the Phoenix Suns for two seasons, a little point guard. And they had a real stacked team. We went to Game Seven, and then we beat them at home. I just, wow. I just remember after that, there were probably about six thousand people or seven thousand people in like a five thousand person arena. I mean, them being down on the floor with us, a, a celebrating, partying in the locker room with champagne, like it was a surreal feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like the surreal feeling. I remember us being in the club with the championship trophy, and then them make it creating a table for us in the middle of the dance floor. I remember. Oh, we went on a big. Parade around the city. They had a stage set up right in the downtown for us. There were about thirty thousand people out there. You know, I went there a couple years later, and I think I seen that banner. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. They yeah. had the little yeah, banners yeah, in Jalapa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even went there. It's, it's, like I said, I, I know we're doing a podcast, and, and this is not to to be like, oh man, these guys. We really, really? kind of followed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've yeah. been places you've been because I've been yeah, to Colombia, yeah, Venezuela, yeah, yeah. and it's like I might have not been at the same time, but we've all. And I remember being in Jalapa. We yeah. played Jalapa uh, at their gym because Jalapa is a college. Yeah, it's a university. It's a university. Yeah, it's a university. But they I didn't a, even know that. We have a professional went. basketball. Team. Yeah, but it's a yeah, professional it's, basketball it's team over there. And, but they got they they got some stuff going on over there because they actually run it like a a professional team. They got like the jerseys. We got mascot. We had everything. We had clean floor. Mascot clean. People, nice like business Mexican business people actually come to the game. Come to the game and suits on, sitting in the, the private <laughs> yeah, seat section. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. we used to out, at the out the side door where the team comes in after the game. There'd be people out there waiting for autographs and pictures. Whoa. I mean, girls trying to bust in. I mean, Whoa. all time. I mean, it was just all types of. It was It was crazy. Like we had security. When we like, like I said, when we had that big uh, parade and then like the big gathering downtown, mm -hmm. literally, I remember this. This is back when you know I was wearing, like, I had braids. I'm wearing a do rag and a hat. Okay. I remember trying to get from the stage back to the tour bus, mm -hmm. but it was kind of far, and there was so many people, and there was so many. Honestly, there was so many girls out there trying to like get at the team. Mm -hmm. That the security had to come get me off of the stage, like four security guards and cops get because they had cornered me. Wow. And then when I was going back to the bus, they snatched my hat and my do rag off of my head. Like a like Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson, I promise oh you. Like Michael Jackson, and I got back on the bus. Wow. We toured back around. We went. This is like nighttime at this point. I wish I had some pictures from this. It was crazy. Wow. Tour, we went back to the hotel, and then we went out to the, then we then we went out back out to the club. I must have partied for like a week straight, man. Wow. It was wow. like a blur. Wow. Wow. So it was like, like uh, you know, basketball and traveling has been. A it's, fun experience. Absolutely, it's had its ups and downs, but all in all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. You would do it all over. Again. I would do it all over again, man. Because some of these experiences, a lot of these experiences, are experiences that money can't buy. You know what I mean? That money just absolutely can't buy. That the thoughts and, and and experiences that I'll share with my with my son and that I'll take, you know, to my you know to my grave with me. And you know what I mean? Like money comes and goes. Yeah. And and and, and you know what I mean? But you you know what I mean? Like you can't. 
You can't buy. you can't take the experiences no, away. No, you can't you can't buy those types of things. You can't buy a, a genuine friendship okay. or witnessing a, a completely natural situation that you're a part of. Meaning, uh, like we when we go to these places, we're not experiencing the experiencing them as tourists. We're experiencing them as living like there. a citizen, like a citizen. And that's what I tell people. You know. People say, oh, man, you just play basketball or whatever, and I travel to Rome, and I'm traveling here. But you're not living, living. in the country. Yeah. I have to get up, spend money in their currency, yep. talk in their language, yep. get on their taxes, <coughs> yep. eat their food, yep. adopt to their environment. Like You can stay in a place for a week or two, but staying and in there for three or four or five months, months you really get to really adapt to it. Adapt. You'll start picking up cultural cultural things the people <laughs> the people will start to know you at the grocery store yeah, that you go yeah. to like hey, it's man, just hey my friend yeah hi my friend hey, you know, know what I mean like yeah, yeah like they'll start knowing you at the at the grocery hell store yeah, they'll yeah. you know what I mean like you'll start to have friends and you, you yeah, know what I mean yeah. but then yeah. at the same vein in the same vein sometimes when you're playing people will ask oh did you go over here and see this did you go over there and do that and I'm like no because I had two practices you know, every yeah, day, yeah. and then we had games on the weekend. So sometimes you get a little bit of time to see some things, but it's not really a sightseeing trip as much. Sometimes you see some things when you have a little bit of time off or when the season ends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're right in the middle of that season mm-hmm. and you're practicing or whatever, you're not just touring the country. You know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah, something that, there. that's what people don't understand sometimes. They don't understand this this this, yeah. this life. That like I'm not out there on vacation. So when you come on vacation, you know you have nothing to do but whatever you want to do with that day. Yeah. No, I'm living there. I'm. This is actually you a job. You have to job. actually work here. I have to go to work. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like work is going and lifting weights and getting shots up in the morning with the team. That's work. I have to report there at this time. Definitely. And then we have practice in the evening at, at seven o'clock or six o'clock. I have to report there and do that at this time. Definitely. And I get something to eat. Now I'm tired. So now I'm I'm I'm, I'm watching Netflix and a movie and I'm kicking back and. You know, maybe Skyping. Maybe Skyping, FaceTime. You, have to, you know, you have to keep up with the family. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Okay, um, so let's take a, a, a turn. So, you know, coming out of BC, you head to um, Lebanon. We talked about that. You, you know, you played in Canada. That's, what, of course, you know, yeah. that ain't where we met, but that's where we really, you know, yeah. kicked it yeah. with each other. We, we initially yeah. met each other in Miami, based uh-huh. on LA Fitness or whatever. You talked about Latin America, the different intricacies of, of Latin America. Now, let's turn to Europe because, yeah. you know, this is where, quote unquote, outside of America is supposed to be the, the best, yeah, place the, to play. best place to play. So, yeah. can you, uh, you know, speak on your European experience and where did yeah. you play? Where are you now? You know, and, and, and let's let's touch on those topics. Well, and, um, and how and I'm, and how different is Europe culturally and and just ran yeah, yeah. the other places. Well, um, Europe. I played. I played. Uh, not last season, but the season before that, I played in Bosnia. That was okay. my first time playing in Europe. I had been to a uh, to a to an elite basketball camp called Treviso. That's in Italy. I had been to Europe before, but I hadn't played. So I played in Bosnia. Okay. Uh, Bosnia was a good experience. They play kind of that Serbian former Yugoslavian. Kind of tough. Tough. The the everyone's huge. A I lot mean, of practices. Lot to a lot of practices. <laughs> um, they coaches always yelling. Coaches always screaming his head off, and okay. it, it's just their style of basketball, and it's like. Like there's there's like there's not a whole lot of transition scoring because they teach those their guys to foul and transition, transition. immediately to break up the fast break. So it's real strategic basketball. No breakaway now. dunks. No breakaway dunks. I mean it'll happen from time to time, but it's usually but it's not a it's not a regular regular occurrence. They're okay. using it doesn't matter if you have three fouls, it doesn't matter. Oh. You use that foul to stop the transition, and you have four fouls. Now, well, we have a sub for you. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, but but it's like it's that real, that. that real it's you know, strategic, strategic, and okay. and you know, so it's just that, it's just it's, it's like uh, it, 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 it's 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 a rule. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. You'll be okay. in big trouble if you don't oh, foul wow. and stop the transition. I didn't know that all the way. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. You'll be. You'll. you It's just it because they're like you're being selfish. You oh, didn't want to wow. pick up another foul, but the team needed you to stop Five, that transition. Uh, gotcha, you have gotcha. a substitute Makes here. Makes sense. Makes sense. Have confidence. Sense. In, their, their their mind frame is have confidence in your backup. In the next man. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna come in when you have too many fouls, and he's gonna play or whatever. And then when it's time for you to get back in, you'll get back, back in. in. Wow. That's how they. That's yeah. how they view that. All right. You know what I mean. So. You know, Bosnia. Bosnia had great food. It was the first time I really had contacts with uh, with with uh, Caucasian uh, European Muslims, and it was yeah. kind of a culture shock for me because I, I just you know in my my American ignorance, 
I it just blew my mind. I, I used to always be asking people because they look like the definition of a European, mm-hmm. Caucasian, you know, white person. And I'm like, so you're Muslim. I, I literally, I'm like, no offense. Uh, well, I would keep asking. I'm like, so, so you're, you're Muslim. And well, they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that came, and I don't mean to get historical. Uh-huh. You, um, that came from basically the Ottoman Empire. Yep. That was the Turkish Empire. Yep. They um, all moved all to Europe. Across. And yeah, they were they, taking over. They That's why Albania. They were trying to take over the world. Yeah. Albania yeah. is more in Albania, which is close to Bosnia. Uh-huh. All those places, Albania, yep. uh, those bottom, even Serbia has. Yeah, uh, even Serbia uh, has. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where the cutoff period was. Uh-huh. So Europe was like, at, they stopped it at the door around the Bosnia, Serbian, Albanian. But that's mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, they have real, you know, basically European Muslims. Yep. And then that, and that part and it's, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of them and it'll probably shock you because a lot of people just think it's an Arab thing or, or African or African thing but um, yeah the Ottoman Empire spread it Islam yep. over, but so continue um, the food was really great there they had war for a lot of years so you know it was you know some of the people are kind of hardened by that they you know they've seen and this them. is Eastern Europe. Let's let's keep it regional because uh, right now you're in the Nordic region. Of well, it's Europe. not. If you look at it on a map, it's not really Eastern. It's kind of right there on the line because it's like it's real. Like if you look at it, it's kind of like centralish, like like south okay. south centralish. It's south not Central. really. It's Eastern. not really. But it could. But it is. When you think of it, it puts you in the Russian sphere. When you think, which would be more Eastern. It would put you in... When I think of Bosnia, I think of Lithuania, Latvia, Ukraine, Serbia, Yugoslavia. But those are all way east of... Way east. Way, those okay. are all way east of, yeah. of, of, okay. of Bosnia. Yeah, it is. They're in the south. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're like... Because they're like not far from Italy, like where, oh, where, Bo- okay. where Bosnia is. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, it is. It's like... It's right, kind of traditional. Yeah, Are yeah. they a mid You know. No, they're not. They're no, not. They're no, not no. in the European Union, but yeah. it's crazy. It's still it, traditional. It's crazy, though, because... They I don't think, accept them that much. It's a cultural thing. I think Croatia right. is in the European Croatia Union. Croatia is in And it. they border Croatia. Yeah. They border Croatia, but Croatia is in the European Union. Union. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I went to Zagreb, which is the capital of Croatia, that's where my layover was. And then I had, like, a 30-minute flight from Zagreb to Sarajevo. It's, a, it's right there. You can drive... It, the drive from Sarajevo... To Croatia is like an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. From the capital of Bosnia to crossing over the border to be in Croatia is like wow. an hour and fifteen minute drive. Wow! 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 Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's that's why I say it's not really it's, it's Eastern. A year, it's, it's like yeah. it's like central. central. Yeah, but it's some cultural things going on. Oh, right? absolutely. Culture culturally, it's definitely probably closer to Eastern Europe yeah. than it is. You know, what I'm saying. I just think the I think of Serbia and those countries. They're they're a little bit harder. No, absolutely. Because Especially in Finland, where because, we are now. No, of course, because there was war there uh, relatively recently. Like the and war, it hardens the people. It hardens the people because it was a very it was like genocide. It was a very ugly, brutal war that was going to end it. Baltic wars. Twenty yeah, ended twenty years ago. But it was very the, a lot of things were seen and done, and it was a it was a religious they split up. It was basically a religious war. Countries. They tried ethnic ethnic cleansing. Sl- and, Slovenia. Uh, Yugoslavia. It was it was Yugoslavia. So it was like all those you know from from Monte- Bosnia, Yugoslavia, Serbia, Monte- Slovenia, Montenegro. Montenegro was, was in there. It's like six or seven countries split they, up. They, they balkanized. Yep, yep. So that means balkanized for people that don't know. It just means a split up. It was yep. one country before and yep. they just split split them all up until like seven. Up. It was one huge country, Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah yes. And, um, you know, so, but the people there, like, when I first got there, you know, me and, me and a couple of my teammates bumped heads at first because okay. they're real hard-nosed guys, and you're coming in, and they're like, yeah. you know, they want to kind of take your temperature to see what you're made of. Are you tough? Are you soft? Are you a cool guy? Are you whatever? So, but then after that, man, I stay in touch with those guys to this day, man. These guys used to be coming over, drinking at my apartment, smoking cigarettes, because they all smoke cigarettes out there. Even <laughs> the basketball players, everybody smoke, and they're allowed to smoke in public places and restaurants, wherever they feel wow. like it. So after that, like these guys, I mean, they still hit me up. They, they you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there were some real, some real, good people. real good people out okay. there. And so then last season, um, I had, uh, before I had came out here, I had a couple of offers back in Latin America that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And you had already came out here and kind of started to establish yourself. Definitely. And that's when you hit me up and was like, Jay, why don't you come out here? <laughs> you were like, with your resume and the way that I know you can play, he was like, someone's going to scoop you off of the market. 
right away. And sure enough, it happened. Uh, I played out here in uh, 1A in the in the, in the, the, the uh, first division, 1A division. Definitely. And, and I owed you for for, yeah, for, for Canada. For, for the Canada thing. And so I you, always try to reciprocate. Try to, try to, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you you came. You yeah. You was like, come on out here. You knew a couple people already, and mm-hmm. um, so I came out. Sure enough, I got picked up by a team. Finished off the season. And um, basically, I'm just looking to repeat the same thing, that, you know, this year. And, yeah. you know, I've been here talking to a few teams. And yeah, I came yeah. out here earlier this time. Yeah. And, um, you know, with any, you know, with any patience and luck and, uh, you know, the yeah, same thing will happen. happen. Same happen. thing will happen. happen. Yeah, man. You know, like I say, um, I tell people all the time, man, it's basketball stuff, man. Like, it could take you literally around the world. I mean, people take yeah. Some people make disparaging comments. Oh, you're just a basketball player or, oh, this and that. But... If I didn't play basketball, I wouldn't know this person. Yes. Or I wouldn't know this country. Or yeah. I wouldn't experience this. And it all came from the sport yep. of basketball, which teaches you, yep. you know, some stuff you even need. Yeah, for, yeah, it, yeah. It, it got you to Finland, Uruguay, you know, yeah, you know yeah, Argentina, yeah, Venezuela, yeah, Colombia, yeah. places that, you yeah. know, somebody from the inner city of Boston wouldn't probably believe normally go. You know, and I'm from, you know, I'm from yeah. the country yeah. of Alabama, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I I've lived in Miami for 14, 15 years, but even coming from where I come from, came yeah. from, yeah. like I wouldn't have visited twenty something countries, yeah. and you wouldn't have visited whatever your yeah. 17, 16, 17 countries, 16, 17 countries yeah. which is a lot. Yeah, That's not yeah. something to be like, oh yeah, I just no sixteen to seventeen is a lot of that countries. Lived in some people don't even go out of their neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yeah. So that's a very big accomplishment to do. So, um, you know, can you just give the people what you want to do, you know, for the next couple of years, how do you want to end your career? Yeah. How do you, you know, what do you want to do? Well, I want to, um, I want to continue to play for another season or two. Okay. Um, you know, cause I, I love to play and I still, you know, I can still go. I still, you know what I mean? Definitely. definitely. I mean, I, I keep myself in really good you shape. Like you in shape, man. Yeah. You I know? keep, I keep myself in good shape. I know you're going to always be in shape. Yeah. I, I know, you know, we, you know, I, when you came over here, I was man. I ain't worried about you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You work out like an animal. Yeah, so you're gonna yeah. come in in shape, and your mind is gonna be right. I know you. Is yeah, a per- yeah. A perfect so fit. I want to play another two years, okay. and then it'll be time to start the next chapter of my life. You okay, know what I mean? I'm 35. I'll be 36, 37, definitely. and it'll be about that time. My son will be getting a little bit older, definitely, and definitely. you know, it'll be it'll be it'll be time for me to you know to shut it, shut down this you know this chapter because definitely. you know the shelf life of an athlete is. You know, it's a very short shelf life. Definitely. You know what I mean? Compared to other professions when, when you know, sometimes you don't even really have your respect in other professions until you're almost 50. 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, until you've, yeah. you know. Athletes, we get our respect 38, 39 years old, man. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, you get your, yeah, athlete, you get your respect when you're like 28. Basically, you know what that's mean? the prime of yeah, each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your prime of your career is like from 28 to 34. 33. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when you just know it's not about this guy stopping me. You're going to, yeah. you can be uh-huh. the only person to stop, stop you. you at that point. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? mean? Like so, you're able to think the game through. You have enough knowledge of the so game. So do you want to share your knowledge or what do you want to do? Um, you know, I know well, you tell the people that you do. You, I see you got the electric guitar oh. back there. You know, I know that's one of <laughs> your little, hobbies. My little you know? hobby, man. Yeah, you know, you know, because um, uh, a few years back I made it a point that I wanted to really um, improve my Spanish, and I have, and you know, I can, you know, I can hold full conversations, and you know. And I speak it. I'm, flu- I'm fluent in Spanish. That's great. And I want to continue to improve my Spanish. You that's know what I mean? Great. Because that's something that I have. It's an asset that I have. Okay. And then I said I want to learn to play a, 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 a instrument. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I can't sing. You know what I mean? So And I love music, so I wanted to be able to create music in some sort of way. So then okay. I just, about a year and about four or five months ago, I just went back after, I was actually after I finished in Bosnia, and I just went on Craigslist and I bought my first guitar. Okay. And I started taking online lessons. And then oh, I wow. and then I signed up and I started taking lessons from somebody, uh, Brian Morello, my uh, guitar teacher. Okay. And um, I just really started to dive into that. So outside of basketball, when I have some free time, yes. I just dabble yeah. around. And when I'm away, I take my online lessons. I have yeah. online lessons that I take. And yeah. I just, I've just been learning to play songs and improve. And yeah. it's just... I get joy from it, so I just want to, you know, yeah, keep 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 doing going. That. Keep, yeah, yeah. And people don't understand the Spanish. You know, each language that you learn opens you up to so many odd people. So you speak English, which off a billion people, people speak. speak yeah, but Spanish, another three hundred and fifty million, million people, people speak in the world. So when you learn another language, it opens you up to another uh, three hundred million and, people and, and, that you wouldn't have contact. 
you and, could communicate. Yeah, yeah, and, and so if you learn French, that's another what? A hundred million people yeah, speak French yeah, or yeah. more. And then, so the long, the, these languages keep learning. What I, what, I would, what I would encourage other Americans to do, and I'm not saying it's like I'm the most worldly person ever, but we, we're in a zone in the United States where... People aren't really made to learn in school another language. You take it, but you don't. You're not really made to learn it. Where I find in other places like here and other places in Europe, and like when you take it in school, you learn it. Mm-hmm. You can really speak it on a certain level. Yeah, but real time. Yeah, yeah, on the streets is it it, 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 it is it, it's something different. But I would just continue to encourage Americans to broaden themselves and don't just be say the educated people in other places around the world speak too. Three and four languages. Easy, easy. They uh, educated person in other places in the world. You you'd be hard pressed to find someone who's quote unquote educated who only speaks their native tongue. They mm-hmm. all speak two, three, oh, and four. four languages. Well, that's why I, you know the Africans come to Finland and they learn Finnish, which is the second hardest language, language, language in the world after, after like Japanese. Like Japanese, but they're yeah. already speaking a dialect or two from their. Rural area, yeah. Plus, they're speaking a so-called "quote-unquote" colonial language, like a French or yep. Yep. Uh, 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 French Spanish yep. Yep. or some type of a language. And, and then, then they, they come to another country; it's easier for them to just and then they, dive into a Finnish. They, they learn Finnish. The words doesn't. They don't. Then, it's not hard to. And you know. then and then they'll speak some English. Yeah. Just to throw it in the pot. That's what I'm saying. They, they throw it in the so pot. They're speaking six and seven languages. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely, as Americans, sometimes we gotta broaden our horizon and yeah. just stop being so you know naive to the point we think that yeah we're the only thing that's yeah. popping in the world because yeah. we're not the only thing that's popping. We're not. popping, and that's facts. Yeah, that's facts. Like yeah, my people from New York say, facts, 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 facts. But you know you need to come out and broaden your horizon because I've been to China, man. I remember when we went to China. Man, we went to this place to play. Man, this Chinese dude, he came out. He had the throwback jerseys. He had the watches. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He had the Brentland watches. And yeah, he had yeah. all this stuff. And it was just like, basically, he were copycatting of our style. But as Americans, we looked at that like, whoa, what the hell? Uh-huh. Like, look at this dude over here stuck in the middle. This is what, this wasn't Beijing. Yeah, this wasn't yeah. Shanghai. Yeah. This was like Nanjing or yeah, something. Yeah, like we went to go play and this dude just came out. Yo, like, yo, what up, man? What up, what up? Yeah, yeah. It shocked the hell out of us. But yeah. this was in China in 2006. Yeah. You know, we hadn't been nowhere else really to see that that you know that type of you know yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, damn, I hope this came out right. You know, what I'm saying, uh, Jermaine, just uh, let everybody know your handle, your Instagram, uh, Instagram handle, so yeah, we can just yeah. let people know how to uh, stay in contact with you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my 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 Instagram is J Watson B C, like Boston College, and number four. And uh, my Facebook. Um, I don't even know how you find me on my Facebook. I think you just type my type if you type my name in Jermaine Watson J E R M A I N E Watson, it'll it'll pop on up, man. It'll okay. it'll it'll pop okay. up. Okay. All right, man. So uh, this is the wrap up to episode one, man. I'm I'm uh, glad everybody uh, was tuned in, man. Uh, I'm about to uh, get up out of here, man. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, episode, my first episode, man, of the Global Connect. We're gonna have more. Stay tuned. Peace.